The DHS leaks, the Department of Homeland Security, massive leak coming out today. Documents, emails, text messages showing the buddy-buddy relationship between the Department of Homeland Security, our national security agencies, and Twitter, Facebook, Wikipedia, Google, and even J.P. Morgan Chase. So much to dig into today. And in order to go through all of it, I am joined by Joel Barry, the managing editor of everyone's favorite website, The Babylon Bee. But first, I want to remind you guys that tickets are now available. December 17th to the 20th, Phoenix, Arizona, America Fest. Join Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, myself, Benny Johnson, Josh Hawley, Kaylee McEnany, Candace Owens, Tim Poole, Lauren Chen, George Farmer, Mike Lindell, Lauren Bobert, and Allie Stuckey with promo code POSO 25% off at amfest.com. Secure your tickets immediately, amfest.com, promo code POSO. You would certainly concede that if the adult offspring of the president of the United States or the vice president were compromised, that would be a national security threat, right? We speak through our filings in court uh, and we speak through our actions in, in, in open court. Um, so I would, okay, well, how, I would speak to this. Where's the in, laptop in that position? Do you know where Hunter Biden's laptop is? Again, I'm not going to talk about any potential well, ongoing you know investigation as I sit here. Do you here. know where it is? I'm not going to talk about any ongoing you, you, investigation. You come here and you tell I us you follow here. the facts and the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts and the law, and we speak in open court about our yeah, cases. But you aren't speaking about this, but you know who is speaking about it? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've gone to, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is that is derogatory about Hunter Biden and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is October 31st, 2022, Anno Domini. It is All Hallows Eve. Today, we've got an incredible story for all of you to dig into. Newly leaked documents from the Department of Homeland Security. Everything you thought was going on, it's actually worse. We've got information that was first leaked to The Intercept of meetings that were held between the Department of Homeland Security, the FBI, Twitter, Facebook, Wikipedia, J.P. Morgan Chase, and many other big tech firms that started in 2020 and have been ongoing throughout the years and months since, all about censoring disinformation, content moderation, shutting down your freedom of speech here on the internet. We're going to break this down and get through all of it. Joining me today is the great Joel Berry, managing editor of the Babylon Bee. Joel, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So this first story, and and uh, you know, here as we sit here, it's trending on Twitter. It's currently number four. Uh, obviously, you guys can't see that because Babylon B is locked out of Twitter. But <laughs> we've got text messages and emails now that basically tell us that these tech firms, which include Wikipedia, by the way, and Google and all the rest, even J.P. Morgan Chase, a, a financial institution, are working hand in hand with the federal government. To censor stories like the Hunter Biden laptop, that's confirmed, by the way, Vijaya Gade, who was just fired by by Elon. We'll talk more about that in the next segment. 
uh, was a part of this. Microsoft executives, they got a text message from the one guy saying, we need the platforms need to become more comfortable in their relationship with the government. That's verbatim text <laughs> messages from Microsoft executive that's coming out in this. Um, some of the other uh, topics that are, they're telling us include the origins of COVID, even up, up to and including Biden's withdrawal from Afghanistan was something that they were looking at stopping the spread of what is going on? Why are our tech companies essentially becoming agencies like out of 1984? Yeah, well, I, I think it's something that we all kind of suspected was going on. And it's it's really, you know, even though almost it's it's kind of not surprising to see these, it's it's still quite a shock. And it's um, it, it really kind of confirms what I've thought about these big companies in the sense that the they're kind of a way for the government to uh, to do what they have always wanted to do that the Constitution won't allow. You know, they they yeah. kind of launder their censorship um, through these these big tech firms, um, and it's something that we all we've all kind of felt. We felt it in the Twitter algorithm. We've kind of felt that thumb on the scale um, of our of our discourse as we're interacting on on uh, different platforms, and and to see it confirmed like this is just wild. Uh, but <laughs> again, kind of not surprised. Well, what's crazy to me is that, you know, a, a place like the Babylon Bee would get targeted so much, uh, whether it's for misinformation or hate or whatever. I mean, you guys do satire. It's jokes. It's meant to be funny. And obviously good satire obviously, you know, has a bit of a sting to it. So it has that realism edge to it. But why is it that satire is so dangerous to this group of people? Well, uh, yeah, I think satire is something that the the right is uh, kind of only recently waking up to, but it's something that the left has been good at for for decades. I mean, going back to you know Saul Alinsky's Rules for Radicals, you know he talks about the the power um, of mockery, um, and it's something that the right has never really uh, employed effectively. So I think when the Babylon Bee started doing what we're doing, I, I think the left immediately recognized the power and the danger that it it posed to to them and to their narrative. Uh, and to their agenda. And um, I think, you know, the people who knew, knew that it had to be stopped one way or another. And they came at us, you know, more blatantly in the beginning, you know, with uh, with Snopes and fact checks. And uh, now it's a lot more sneaky. Now it's done through the algorithm. Uh, and as we know now, uh, through these kind of backdoor meetings uh, with the government, um, you know, that's in, in our book, the, the Babylon Bee Guide to Democracy, we talk about in one of our chapters, the the fourth branch of government being the corporate branch, and that's that's essentially what the government's done is they, you know, all these things that they they are unable to do that, that the Constitution doesn't allow them to do, they can accomplish through the deep state, through the regulatory agencies, in partnership with these corporations um, that have grown so powerful, and and their relationship with the government um, is is more important uh, to them than their relationship to consumers, uh, to advertisers, and things like that, and so. Um, I, I think what what Elon's doing is pretty exciting, just kind of going in there and blowing it all up. No, I agree. And, and I want to get into that in the next segment, because I, the way I keep looking at it is these people have had so much power for so yeah. long. Uh, really, in the past six years, they've had the ability to just become super powerful, right? These these are preternatural powers that are beyond it. It's sort of like, um, you know, when you're in the matrix, the agents have more power than everybody else, right? Well, I guess, except for Keanu Reeves, but we all know Keanu Reeves is the most powerful human that ever lived. But um, 
they, they, you know, they have the ability to teleport and jump and fly into all these things. And so these hall monitors, the school marms, the censorship, the, you know, organizations, the disinfo journalists, and they're out there crying on MSNBC this morning saying, well, we, we can't ban Elon. There's nothing we can do. He can spread whatever he wants and promote this and go after that. And it's like, yeah, that's how the internet was. That's how the world is on a regular yeah. basis. You know, if you and I are just talking in person, there's no intermediary. But what they've used is these platforms. We only got a minute left as a way yeah. to stifle that communication. Yeah, well, I mean, you, you might remember the early days of YouTube. I remember, you know, when when Ben Shapiro clips used to go viral and uh, and and people would be convinced. I, I, I've talked to many people who were, who became conservative. Uh, through the YouTube algorithm until they wised up and, and realized that uh, it was helping conservatives because our message is powerful. Oh, that's why they had to shut it all on down. Our side and they know that. That's that's why they had to shut it all down. That's why Twitter shut down Periscope because people like me and others and then all it was all conservatives, all conservatives exactly. that were doing well. That's I tweeted Elon. He's talking about bringing Vine back. I say bring Periscope. Let me live stream. Don't give me any special favors. Don't give me any special you know guidance or powers or advance whatever. No, you want me to pay something? I'll pay something. Fine, whatever it is. I just want the same playing field as everybody else. And and by the way, the government needs to get out of it. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here. Joel Barry, Managing Editor of Babylon B. All across the country, Americans are discovering that if we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Woke corporations are seeking to divide us. Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views. And our supply chain is dependent upon countries that actively work against our values. And it is time for a change. That change starts with you and your wallet. That's why I am proud to partner with Public Square, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses our nation has ever seen. Public Square is the first app to connect freedom-loving Americans with their local community and the businesses that share their values. Whether you want to support a, a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against the COVID mandates, or a bank that would never cancel you for political views, Public Square is your guide. Just download the Public Square app from the Apple App Store or Google Play, create a free account, and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can find you today. Download the app today, Public Square. That's Public Square, Public SQ. Elon Musk says he's putting his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter on hold until the company can back its estimate of how many bots are on the platform. So why is Musk so concerned about bots? Twitter has said that less than 5% of its daily users are false or spam accounts. But Musk, who struck a deal to buy the social media site on April 25th, is skeptical. Tweeting three weeks later, my offer was based on Twitter's SEC filings being accurate. Musk also said Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal refused to show proof that fake and spam accounts make up less than 5% of users. So Elon Musk, if you've been on Twitter this entire past weekend, you know, I'd encourage you to go there. Of course, follow us at Human Events Pod on Twitter. This has been a sea change kind of weekend because he's tweeting stuff about Paul Pelosi. He's tweeting internal messages from Twitter inside their internal, it looks like a message board or maybe a Slack channel. Um, he's going into the nuts and bolts of Twitter itself, and he owns all of this. He owns your direct messages. He owns the direct messages. You know, that little terms of service, you have to click there. Uh, every journalist in the world, guess what? He owns your DMs now. Elon Musk owns them. That's what the terms of service state. Um all this stuff, it's its like Neo going into the matrix. You know, what happens if I press this button? What happens if I press that button? And 
He just, by the way, dissolved the entire Twitter board, which obviously is a step towards going private. So he's the sole member of the board of directors of Twitter now. He's going to be taking it private. But, Joel, we know what really happened here, don't we? This all started with the lockout of the Babylon Bee and Elon <laughs> getting mad about that and decided to do something about it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all our – you can thank us. <laughs> it's all your fault. Because <laughs> he dead yeah, well, named you know, uh, Rachel Levine. That's what it all he, comes down to that. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, you know, Elon's been a, a fan of comedy for a long time. I, I remember years ago him talking about how much he loved The Onion and then, you know, years later how he, he kind of uh, switched over to the B. And um, and so, I, you know, I don't think that we were the sole reason by by any means, but it, it may have been kind of uh, maybe the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't know. <laughs> well, what's what's amazing to me, though, is looking at this the news that as we're facing it, it seems as though he's going through bit by bit because I saw at one point, it's not just Elon. That's what people need to understand. It's not like he's the only guy. I mean, of course the, you know, you see him with the saying coming in, it's very, very strong visual persuasion, Neo into entering the matrix, taking it over from the architect's chair. But there was a guy who got fired on Twitter, a senior product coordinator who actually tweeted that the reason that he was fired is because Elon's got his whole team from Tesla now come over to the platform and they're going through the code line by line and they're wow. looking at the coders and saying, look, we're just checking to see if you haven't posted anything into the code in the last six months, the last four months, or if you're not posting a lot, now they're going to you and ask having ever, it's like that scene in office space, right? Saying, yeah. what, what would you say you do here? And <laughs> they're basically, if you don't have a good answer, they're giving you the boot. And this guy said they were doing that. And then a couple hours later, he goes, well, I've been fired from the bird app. Wow. Why, well, that's I mean, I, I kind of am I'm really excited to see what comes out over the next few weeks. I think we've all kind of just had this sense that there's shenanigans, shenanigans going on in the background. I, I, I just uh, recently uh, I I was looking at the race. Uh, I think it was it Mike Lee who's running in. Is it Utah uh, for uh, for Senate there? Um, and the 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 leftists that he's running against. I just kind of did a little comparison of the of their uh, Twitter profiles. Uh, you know, Mike Lee, more followers than the leftist and his tweets might get, you know, 50, 60 likes a piece, whereas the leftist is getting like, I mean, every single one of his tweets for the last couple of weeks have been going viral. Five. Right, and the question 6, is, why? Why is that? Is that amplification? What's going on? You know, is that right? Obviously, there's you know, there's a question of is Twitter showing favorability towards that people who's verified, who's not verified? I like that he's talking about opening up that process and. There's this whole sense, though, but let's let's tie the two together, because do you think then so is they have this relationship, I guess, with the federal government. They're working with the FBI. They're working with DHS. How amenable is Elon going to be to that? Because it seems to me like not at all, really. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem so. I, I think of all the people in the world to, to do the job, Elon seems to kind of most fit the bill because he's he's not. Mo he's motivated by other things that kind of transcend, you know, yeah. money and partnerships with the government. He said again and again that you know that uh, a, an application where people can have a free discourse is he he sees it as essential to the future survival of humanity. So he's got he's he's not really motivated by money here, and I I, uh, I don't think he'll be really too take too kindly to these secret government partnerships. And I, and I think one thing that we're learning too, just from the, the previous story, is that um, you know it. You know, Twitter, social media is so powerful and, and the government is going to do whatever they can get away with. If they can wield that power um, to further their agenda, if they can wield it against you, 
they will do it as long as they can, as long as no one stops them. Um, how much? And, no, I was gonna say, how, how much would you love to be sitting in that meeting the very first time that the FBI rolls in at Elon Musk at the head of, of Twitter in San Francisco? This, Elon, you know, we, there's a story coming out. You know, we've got a new laptop. It turns out Hunter left one in, in Shanghai and we've got it. We've, we're, we're, you know, you know, Steve Bannon and Jack Posobiec got a hold of it. The Babylon Bee's going through it right now. We're going to need you to shut that down. And Elon's just sitting there going, hmm. No, I'll tweet this out. He, he, he would tweet it. Yeah, out. <laughs> he would start live. He starts live streaming. FBI yeah. just came into my office. This is interesting. Here, I'm going to well, post some pictures of the agents. And that's why they're panicking. They're they're panicking yeah. because they they see that they've lost a very very important tool uh, in losing Twitter. And uh, so I, I think that the attacks. You know, we see this attack against his his ad revenue. Uh, we saw this these bot accounts, these 300 bots that that spammed Twitter with like 50,000 racial slurs on Friday. That's, that I bet you that's Washington all coming Post. from the left. I bet you that's Absolutely. all coming from the Absolutely. left. It's, it's all manufactured. It's, all, it's and, sabotage. It's all sabotage. Absolutely. Yep, I, I agree. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think if it's not this, it's going to be others. And, and I think we have to kind of be aware that, that any of these attacks, uh, we, we have to be willing to look past them and find out what the, the real motivations are until things settle down for sure. No, I completely agree. And and I, I love the idea of him saying, look, you know, people are going to be let back on Jordan Peterson. I mean, I, I imagine Babylon B is something that he would look at. Um, I, I've called basically just for general amnesty, complete general amnesty on all lifetime bans. I think the idea of a lifetime ban and that's something that Elon has talked about as well is just ridiculous. Right. How can you ban a person forever from the platform? I mean, if they're not conducting, you know, I don't know, criminal activity, right? If it's it's First Amendment protected speech, why are you banning someone for a lifetime? You know, take out a tweet or, you know, get, you know, a lockout. That's one thing we can talk about all of that. But if you're going to take someone down for their entire life, no, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, especially when you consider the people that are still on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, right. No, like precisely. <laughs> it, right. It no, so we, we've all seen, uh, you know, they set up Well, Alex Berenson or Alec Berenson got back on because they set up a three strike rule for COVID misinformation and then they banned him after one strike. Right. So they weren't even yeah. following their own three strikes rule. And that's how in his lawsuit. And I think that's one as well, by the way, where Berenson said that he's going to Elon Musk to see if because obviously the settlement was made with Twitter. Now Elon runs Twitter. He said, look, you know, can I go public with the full details of my settlement? Joel Barry, stick with us one more segment. I want to hold you over because we got to talk about something else that's going on down in Houston, Texas with the True the Vote folks. Okay, here's how it works. Charging higher interest is how banks make more money. And they take a lot more of your hard-earned money if your credit score is eh, just okay, but not great. ScoreMaster is the new science in accelerating credit scores, and it puts you in control of your money, not the bank. Say your credit is 700, and you're borrowing 500 grand to refi your home. Starting at ScoreMaster could save you over 75 grand over the life of your loan. That 75 grand is your money, not the bank's. That's the genius behind the ScoreMaster three-week rule. What's the three-week rule? Well, especially now with soaring interest rates, no matter what your credit score, before you apply for any loan, auto lease, or credit, start at ScoreMaster. It only takes a minute to get started, and you can add 60 to 100 points in about three weeks. Life has enough regrets. Don't add paying higher interest rates to the list. Visit scoremaster.com slash poso for your special seven-day trial. Again, your special seven-day trial is waiting for you at scoremaster.com slash poso. Link in the description. 
I think the operative word that we saw across 2020, um, despite the continued refrain that it was the safest and most secure election ever, in fact, in our opinion, it was quite the opposite. Lawlessness seemed to rule the day. We must commit, all of us, to now being engaged in the process for the betterment of the process, yes, continuing to vote, clearly, but also to help to support your legislators to, to work in community, to reach out to the party or candidate of your choice and ask how you can be involved in elections. Be a part of the solution. We must find our way back. We must find our way back to the sanctity of the vote that unites us as Americans. We can find our way back. So that's Catherine Engelbrecht of True the Vote. She's sitting there with Greg Phillips. But she's not sitting and hearing today. She's sitting behind bars in a federal prison. Why? Because she's being held in contempt along with Greg Phillips over this case where they claimed that Eugene Yu, who was the CEO of Connect, right? There's a little bit of a convoluted story here. They claimed that he was storing data on servers in China. Well, he sued them for, de for defamation. Then he gets arrested by the feds for storing data on servers in China. But for some reason, the defamation case is still going through and they're refusing to give up a confidential informant that they claim is where they got this information from. The judge holds them in contempt. So as we sit here right now, Joel, Catherine and Greg are behind bars. Is this normal? Same. Is this how our Same. country usually works? This seems a little different to me. I don't know. This seems like yeah. something that you'd see in like, I don't know, China or Cuba yeah. or, I mean, not, not that you can vote there, maybe Russia. I don't know. It's, it's, this is like the whole story is insane to me. Yeah. I, you know, say what you will about the election. You know, I don't know everything that went down I, to me the the insane like foaming at the mouth forceful opposition to any attempt to even raise questions or do any checking or investigation is more telling to me than anything else i i just the the whole reaction of from the left from the government to anyone just wanting to ask questions just seems so suspicious to me you know and and the fact that they would you know that they would get this <laughs> this poor woman who's doing good journalistic work uh, she's doing the job that the journalists should be doing, you know, uh, that they would, that they would go after her like this on kind of a process crime. It, that's scary in and of itself, but it's also a reminder that like the feds, like if they want to get you, they can get you. It doesn't matter oh, how yeah. law abiding you think oh, yeah. you are, they can get you. And, and that's <laughs> a, that's kind of a scary thought. I don't know. No, I mean, it's, it's this idea that, you know, and by the way, you know, I, look, I, I, you know, I, I'd go to jail to protect a source too. I'd, I'd go behind bars. I'd do whatever they have to do because otherwise no one's ever going to be a source for me again or for human events. And when, when you look at this, it look, and, and by the way, go watch 2000 mules, go, go for everybody out there in the audience, go check it out, go see what they have to say. And if you disagree, that's fine too. Go make your own response to it. That's how the system is supposed to work. It's this thing called freedom of speech. And yet we have this group of people out there who tells us we have to protect democracy. We have to defend democracy. And we're going to lock up people that are trying to secure voting rights here in America. But the Babylon Bee, Joel, you guys have a whole book out that's explaining how democracy is supposed to work to us. Tell us about the new book. <laughs> yeah, well, it was kind of inspired by kind of that that refrain that you hear from the left all the time, you know, that we must you know, defend, we must protect our holy 
democracy, you know, and, and anything that is in opposition to them or anyone that disagrees with them is, is a threat to democracy. And so that kind of is, is where this book came from. But it's, it's a it's a really fun book. It's it's kind of a bit of a civics lesson uh, combined with a lot of satire and a lot of really funny pictures. Um, in it, we talk about, you know, uh, the, the branches of government, how government's supposed to work, how it actually works. We talk about lobbyists. We talk about, oh, that's great. you know, how, how politicians are purchased uh, and how they go for sale. We talk about the fourth branch of government, which is the corporate branch. And so it's it, Washington's such a mess uh, that that it almost is funny. I mean, corruption, it, it, while corruption is disturbing and damaging, there is something that's very funny about it when you watch all these people who kind of think so highly of themselves. Uh, you know, there's an old uh, principles. there's an old meme that, you know, and I, I certainly didn't come up with this, but it's this idea that all the politicians um, should have to wear uniforms like in NASCAR that they put all their sponsors yes. <laughs> on their suits. I'm sure you've heard it before. But, you know, I, I still I love that one. I think we should, if we make that a law or if, you know, if I ever get appointed in charge of the entire government, I'm just going to make that, you know, that enshrined. So that, or even when, you know, maybe you could get a filter for this, that when you see them on TV, it would just pop up. You know, this person is funded by Raytheon, Boeing, da, 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 all the way down. <laughs> That would be wonderful. Let's do it for journalists too, for goodness sakes. Exactly. You know, <laughs> you know this this person works for Jeff Bezos. This person yeah. works in an organization funded by Google. There actually is on Twitter, I think there's a Chrome extension you can get um, for uh, for like the NGO people, like think tankers, that if yeah. someone works for a Google funded think tank, you can get it applied to their name on Twitter, but only in your Chrome <laughs> extension. So it'll say this person works for a Google funded you know, organization. It's, it's, it's perfect That's because- fantastic. Then you get to know, which uh, again, by the way, is one of those like, you know, they'll put on Twitter, they'll put, you know, this is a, a Chinese organization. This is a Russian organization, but they won't do it for like BBC or VOA or one of these things. And it's like, yeah. well, we're, who's drawing the line here? Well, no, that's yeah. totally different. Well, why? I mean, it's state fund NPR. Why doesn't NPR say this is a U.S. government funded organization? Because it is like literally. Yeah, well, they, they don't. They don't want you to uh, parse the truth out for yourself and 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 judge things based off of the merit of of what is that actually being said. They want you to, you know, uh, trust things coming from certain authorities, their approved authorities, um, you know, so that that way they can label things uh, that that they don't want you to believe and don't want you to hear. And so no, that's exactly right. Yeah, and that's why the only. The only news source that I recommend in the entire world other than human events is the Babylon Bee, the most yes. truthy website on the entire Internet. Joel, where, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people yes. go to get your coordinates, find out more about the Bee, and then hopefully, you know, if Elon lets you guys out there, uh, we'll get that news as well. Yeah, yeah. So you can uh, you can find us at BabylonBee.com. You can also purchase our book there as well. You can follow me at uh, Joel W. Barry. And uh, hopefully when the Babylon Bee is back on Twitter, you can find us at at the Babylon .com. So at the yeah, Babylon we'll Bee. Fantastic. Joel, thank you so much for joining us today. Remember, folks, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good. Be brief. Be gone. Your homework for us. Share that's out with one. Just one of your normie friends. And then leave us your five star review. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your fine podcasts, folks. And we're seeing what's going on today. We are locked in this battle. Liberty versus totalitarianism. Which side do you want to be on? You can see the forces. They are out there on television every morning. You turn on MSNBC, you turn on CNN, they are seething right now. Why are they seething? Because they know they're losing their power. They know they're becoming impotent. They're being forced to have their wings clipped and walk around on two legs just like any other human being because they know they can't censor Elon Musk 
They can't get his tweets taken down. And that means he's going to stop them from shutting down you, from shutting down your family, and from shutting down this movement of liberty. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.